Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to a new episode of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm Dave Elliott, and we've got a slightly different episode for you this week, as I'm not actually the person doing the interview. The interview this week is with Miles Thomas, who is Director of Social Media and Editorial Programming for the world's best-known anime streaming service, Crunchyroll. Now, I personally don't know a huge amount about anime, so I didn't think I was the best person to talk to Miles about this. However, I do know somebody who is far more knowledgeable in this area than I am, and that would be regular Geek Town Radio co-host Bex of Trista Bites. She's a huge anime, manga, and all things Japanese geek, so I thought that it would probably be better for her to do this interview with Miles. For those of you that don't know about Crunchyroll, it's an on-demand streaming service which specialises in Japanese content such as anime and manga. It operates in more than 200 countries and territories and offers fans the chance to stream one of the largest collections of anime content in the world. In the interview, Miles discusses his job at Crunchyroll, along with chatting with Bex about some of the various shows that are on the platform, what are their favourites, and also some of their new upcoming Crunchyroll original content as well. Bex, of course, along with appearing on Geek Town Radio, you can also find her on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes. That's Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, because she thought having a pun in the name would be more important than making it easier to search for. Go and check her out over there. Her streams are really entertaining and well worth going to watch. If you want to hear more behind-the-scenes interviews, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast by searching for Geek Town Radio. This also gives you our weekly Geek Town Radio podcast, which brings you the latest TV, film, and gaming news. You can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for daily news stories and all the latest UK and US premiere dates. I'll now hand you over to Bex and the interview with Miles Thomas of Crunchyroll. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So today I have with me Miles, who is the Director of Community Marketing over at Crunchyroll. Welcome along. Thank you for agreeing to talk to us. It's really, really lovely to, to meet you as well. 
Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm a big fan of anime. I'm a fan of Crunchyroll. So I'm really excited to hear about all the upcoming projects that you guys have. But for anyone that isn't aware of Crunchyroll, uh, perhaps you could give us a little rundown about what the service is and uh, what you guys do. Absolutely. Uh, Crunchyroll is like your home for everything related to anime uh, in over 180 countries. So in the UK, we've got over a thousand titles. We've got a manga library. We've got all sorts of fun things you can do. We've, we show up at events. Um, I've managed to make it over to the UK once myself with Crunchyroll, kind of. Uh, and I had a really fun time over at uh, all the animes, uh, what's it called? The Scotland Loves Anime Festival. Okay. That was fantastic. Um, and uh, we are a streaming service in one sense, but we're also just the biggest place where you can go and talk about anime with your friends. Uh, we have some I oversee our social media, so I'm very proud of like you have you know tens of millions of followers across all these different pages and all these different platforms. So if you're on social media, you're probably interacting or at least seeing Crunchyroll stuff uh, all the time because we're really good about like making sure hey there's a cool new show that like our team's really passionate about. We want you to know about that, and so uh, we've we're Crunchyroll is your your access to anime. Yeah, and there's a really big community aspect to it as well. A lot more than we see with some other stream services out there is that Crunchyroll feels a lot more like it is actually a community and somewhere that people are coming together about a shared passion. I didn't actually realize you guys were in that many countries, so it's even bigger, even bigger than I'd realized. Our, these days, our typical license is, you know, 150 plus countries. And so, you know, as we I, I remember when I first doing, uh, started the company back in 2014, 2013, that time we were still adding regions. So like adding this country in Europe, adding this uh, part of Asia, adding this part of Africa. And now we don't think of things in those terms. We're just all right. Can we get as many human, countries as humanly possible mm. available for everything we license? And sometimes we can't, but most of the time we can. And that's cool that like there's there's this access that never existed before. Throw some names out there just for people that might want to hear some of the titles you have. Some of the some of the really obvious ones, but also a couple of the, the rarer ones as well, the slightly more unusual ones. Sure. I mean, like Naruto built this house like Crunchyroll is Crunchyroll Orange. Like we are the house that Naruto built. And I'm really proud of our, like, our Naruto heritage because Naruto is also kind of where I got a lot of my start in the world of anime and in the anime community. Um, certainly that was on YouTube, uh, watching in three parts, but now uh, you don't have to go through that <laughs> that struggle. You can just watch the whole thing in, in good quality all in a row. Um, uh, but there's things like Dragon Ball Super. There's One Piece, which recently came to the UK. We're very, very happy about that. One Piece is a series that kind of I grew up with in a big way. Um, Demon Slayer has been a really big deal lately, as I'm sure uh, you've heard about. Um, and then some of my favorite series on the platform are... Um, a little more uh, out there, Kaiba is uh, Masaki Yuasa's first or second TV anime, and it's very trippy. It's very um, about dissociate, like body dissociation and okay. androids and identity, and you know your soul doesn't live in your body, but your body, like that kind of. It's about that. And Shirobako is an anime about making anime. Those are two of my favorite titles. On <laughs> so it's gone meta. Uh, I'm unsurprised. Yeah. <laughs> Being that I mean, we live some... in a world where there's a Gundam series about kids that collect Gundam toys, uh, I should not be surprised that there is an anime series about <laughs> making anime. It's just that the fourth wall—they've just punched it with a with a with a massive special effect. 
It, it is when you're in so deep, sometimes that's the only thing you want to hear about. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think as well, it comes through because anytime I've seen people from Crunchyroll at like the big Comic Cons and anime events like here in the UK, you could kind of see the passion that everyone working at Crunchyroll has. And you say it's like the house that Naruto built. I'd say it's the house that anime fandom kind of built because it's <laughs> obvious that you guys made a service because there was a gap in the market to get that content that, that you just you just needed more anime. We were one of the first uh, streaming sites uh, around to have like a legitimate model. Um, like we were right up there and, you know, by two, early 2009, we were we were the site we are now uh, where, you know, we're working directly with the publishers in Japan to license content. Now, of course, we've gone a couple steps beyond simply licensing content mm. where we've been we've been really good partners over a decade with a lot of these the biggest houses, anime houses in Japan. And uh, it, the, the results have been really cool. It means that we're able to get more titles that people want to see. It also means that we're able to say, hey, this thing, our, our audience would really like this and help push for it to happen. Um, and I think like like we did with something like Rising of the Shield Hero uh, last year. And situations like that to me are really meaningful because for so long anime has been a one-sided relationship with Japan mm. and companies like Crunchyroll have helped it be kind of a uh, you know, I, I've sent so many reports to uh, publishers and anime producers back in the day where I was saying, here's what fans in this country think of these characters or of this show. And they're so enamored by like the international, like it, it's sexy to them, right? Like, oh my God, things, people in Peru are enjoying everything I'm writing. Mm. And I think that that's kind of like special that we're able to be that bridge. Yeah. And build uh, that communication as well, because I know definitely because I've been to Japan a few times. I spent five weeks out there last year and it's becoming oh. more common. But when the first time I went sort of 10, 15 years ago, um, the fact that the, a friend I went with was covered in death note tattoos, it was kind of surprising <laughs> to people and they weren't really necessarily aware of how much love there is on mass. It isn't just a few tacos sort of in, in the West. There is actually massive communities for these things. And it's lovely to see there is a channel to give that feedback to the, the studios over there. So it's really lovely to hear that you are feeding back to them and giving that information so they can see the broad appeal they have and take that into account as well. Otherwise, it can become you know it starts to feel more insular whereas actually anime is now global people have been watching it since they were kids all over mm. the world you know in italy they had it on tv just as like as just like on their local public access television there was anime all the time and that's the case in a lot of countries and so yeah when we have generations now that have grown up on anime worldwide it, it, it's kind of a phenomenon that cannot be understated yeah, and it is lovely to see. It's just wonderful to see that there is that communication and that you can work closely together and that Crunchyroll can help bring them those feedback. Uh, one of the other things that I really love about, about Crunchyroll, although I am asking you questions about it, also here's my, my feedback to you guys, completely unsolicited, sure. uh, is that one, <laughs> one of the things I love is that it is a completely legitimate way to get hold of tons of anime because I remember growing up, it was really difficult to get hold of things and the things you could get hold of would often be uh, quite interestingly dubbed and slightly rewritten versions of things. Let's, I'm being polite. <laughs> I see you laughing, yeah. The, what we had available definitely uh, right. in the UK or definitely all the American friends I have on their TV, they were very edited, very changed versions of things. 
and you, you had very limited access to, to what you could actually watch. So a lot of us turned to the only other ways we could get hold of anime. And having a service like this that's streaming so much more, it, it cuts the cost down and it makes a really easy way to legitimately watch these things and support those creators, which I think is really important to keep the industry going. So from my point of view, I'm very appreciative for you guys for doing that because it, it just gives that way of people watching things rather than us having to, like, import there. I mean, I remember watching um, things with printed out subtitles on paper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, watching fan dubs, fan subs, and things that were literally, I remember watching uh, one of the first Evangelion movie, which my friend had imported from Tokyo. We were watching on a Japanese DVD player, and his sister was an Italian translator, and he'd translated the Italian subtitles into English for me and printed them out in Word. <laughs> you know, we would go to some great levels to to get hold of the uh, get hold of these things because we really had a hunger to see it. And th there's only so many DVDs and Blu-rays that you can buy and that can get released. And, and a streaming service just changes the playing field because you can dip in and out of things, and you can get that access to everything. So I don't know if that's something you've thought about about how easy you make guys make it for everyone in the West to support the studios, but that's something that jumped out at me. I mean, that's actually kind of my origin story of how I got involved with. Oh Crunchyroll. wow, really? <laughs> uh, because I I was in an anime club in college in, in uh -huh. university, and I um I just really loved the anime community, but I realized that there was kind of no point to an anime club in 2010, 2011, like in that era, like Crunchyroll already was like it was just starting up it was really just you know picking up steam but anime club at i went to uc davis uh, agricultural school in california mm -hmm. and it used to have one of the biggest anime clubs in the country because it had all the good vhs's like people just would go to japan and like you know hard subtitle the vhs's and so anime club was the only place other than maybe sci-fi channel that you could even watch anime anime mm -hmm. club was all about access and people would bring their vhs players and daisy chain them together for a yeah. you know for a time that was how people just accessed anime. And so when I took over the club in, in the early, you know, at the beginning of the last decade, uh, I'm like, well, we don't need an anime club for access anymore. So let's make it all about community. Mm. And those community efforts eventually got me noticed by Crunchyroll. And then a couple of years after I graduated, Crunchyroll. Oh, wow. And, but that's like my origin story is saying like, hey, I'm realizing that like this entire world that was built up because of necessity is no longer necessary. Mm. So how can we take the best parts of that world and bring it forward into a new era? And that's kind of what Crunchyroll's done. And I'm so happy to be a part of that effort. That's awesome. So you were basically headhunted for being so far inside the anime community that that, that was your only, the only place you could possibly go was to then, then join, join them and become the director of community marketing. It all makes sense <laughs> now. This is this your final form. <laughs> I, I, um, I feel very comfortable in my own skin right now, for sure. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to be doing. So I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I was worried about that. Going on a slight rant about you know, supporting back the, the Japanese studios. And it, yeah, of course, I'm I'm happy with that. That's happy with that. It's all. It's as if we planned it, but we completely didn't. <laughs> so as well as as Crunchyroll bringing together so many aspects of the community and giving people access to such a, a wider range of shows than you possibly could if you were putting them all onto onto things like Blu-ray and DVD. Um, you, you've also gone one step further, as well as feeding back the, 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 the input of all the Western audiences to those studios in, in Japan. You decided that, you know, I mean, you guys have been working with them for a while, but now you've gone full out and you've started making your own originals as well and teaming up with other studios to make originals for Crunchyroll. How did that come about? 
I mean, it came about in a lot of different ways. Uh, to, to some extent, it was uh, how do we make sure that we're making um, the, the best titles uh, mm-hmm. for people? Uh, but really, I think you can look at this this one weird anime called Woozer. Okay. It wasn't technically our first co-production, but it was one of them. And our our, our previous head of our Japan operations uh, said, like, hey, look, we'd love to just be more involved. How can we get involved? Okay. And so they said, hey, we'd love to have control on the production committee. Production committees are, are the groups that determine, like, what anime, like, they make an anime. They're formed specifically to make a specific anime. They commission the studio. They work with the like licensing companies they work with music they work with voice acting studios they work with all these different groups merchandising to bring every everyone who might be interested in making an anime together and they organize that anime getting made they finance it funded all that stuff and so all of a sudden Crunchyroll was involved in this like 2014 2015 in co-producing anime and so you look at the production credits there's like 70 80 titles right now where you can just see Crunchyroll or like a Crunchyroll producer in the credits of anime Mm -hmm. and so you know, in a co-production standpoint, it really depended how involved we were, but we were helping make that anime happen fundamentally as a producer. So we were, you know, co-funding the initial production from, you know, early days before the anime is even created. And so that kind of led into, hey, what if instead of being a part of a production committee, we were the production committee or we led the production committee? So instead of going to Katakawa and saying, hey, this manga you've got is really cool. We'd love it if you made a, uh, an anime of it and we'll help, we'll help make sure that happens. Uh, we're the ones saying, all right, here's this IP we really are interested in. How can we work with all of our friends and partners in Japan to make this or in Burbank to make this a really cool series for people to enjoy? And so, um, you know, some of my favorite control co-productions are things like A Place Further Than the Universe. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that one about the girls who go to Antarctica? It's one I of the haven't. Most- it's one of the most heartwarming series you'll ever see. I cried like a baby from the first episode. Um, that sounds far too nice for me. I'm a dark cyberpunk, like, look, goth <laughs> type person. <laughs> that, that sounds far too wholesome and heartwarming. I'll recommend it to friends who like that kind sure. of thing. My, my, my favorites that we've done are more on the wholesome, like laid back camp is also very yeah. wholesome. It's about <laughs> girls camping in, in, the, in the wintertime. Uh, kind of slice of uh, life type thing. Th- those are a lot of what I really like of anime. Yeah. Um, but uh, certainly, I think a lot of the co-productions are, or the, the Crunchyroll originals are going to be up your alley. So the first original uh, is airing now, mm-hmm. Tower of God. Uh, and that is, uh, we're working with our, our, our good friends at Webtoon for that. And so we've got a couple more Webtoon series uh, coming out in, in the coming uh, period here. So uh, the God of High School is mm-hmm. starting up in July. And okay. then Noblesse is coming up not too long after. And yeah. so those two series are uh, have huge fan bases. Uh, they're based on the webtoon, the the Korean uh, web comics app service, uh, and they're they're really interesting. So uh, Noblesse, we had an OVA come out for that a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Goodness, it was quite a while ago. And that one is a. a Vampires. Uh, I, so I, I just am obsessed with any vampire media. I find the concept, for whatever reason, endlessly fascinating. And Noblesse is, to call it about vampires, is kind of really undermining it. But it has a lot of twists and turns that I think you will enjoy. The God of High School is, mm-hmm. uh, what if you took uh, you know, the Shonen tournament arc to its logical extreme? 
and all the fun that comes with that. I, I like that I, logical extreme. They, they're taking powers from gods. <laughs> You're like, this is, this is, this is the completely logical next step. So you know how you get those battling things and they're often like, you know, school kid. Yeah, just give them the power of gods. It's, it's the only thing you can possibly do next. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> you just, just throw that in really nonchalantly. Yeah, we just gave them the power of just the gods, really. <laughs> <laughs> so epic. I, I, cannot wait uh a lot of my team members have seen parts of it i have not and i'm very jealous uh, um, it just seems so cool every time we put out a trailer i'm like we did this are you kidding me uh mappa is one of my favorite studios so to see their their excellent work on it is it, it's definitely going to be a highlight of the summer for me for sure but then there's stuff other than just our webtoons partnership on the original slate mm-hmm. we've got things like uh, onyx equinox which uh you know the I, I can't say very much about a lot of these titles i'm sure you'll understand uh but it's uh uh mesoamerican fantasy that 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 has some really really exciting elements that i i cannot wait for those to get revealed yeah High guardian spice um, yeah that one is 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 very very multicolored and that looks like a lot mm. of fun magical sort of wizard studio uh, school effectively isn't it and powers you know when when we we've been you know researching our uh the anime community for a long time like doing surveys and just talking with our fans and users you know we have tens of millions of registered users and we we talk to them we ask them questions all the time and you know we're trying to just see what what kinds of other things they want what kinds of other things they're interested in and so if you look at the whole slate of originals holistically mm. you can see oh there's something for this audience something for this audience you know not everything's going to be for every audience but i do actually think like for me if my favorite stuff is the cute girls finding something deep and meaningful about their lives out um and or magical maybe, powers as well because why not <laughs> and, and magical powers as well certainly that falls within that same wheelhouse but also it, it, it could are you could argue it doesn't and so um i just like the fact that it's kind of pushing beyond what people would normally expect because mm-hmm. there are always going to be 40 to 50 new anime series coming out that are exactly what we want like what we're used to having from the world of anime mm-hmm. you know slight changes and so some of these originals are definitely doubling down on that i think like uh the god of high school is a good example of doubling down on like the coolest parts of shonen and then things yeah. and then things like freak angels are kind of content that is very like anime fans love things like freak angels which is uh based off of uh a, a, a comic i hear you on you really like yes i'm a big fan of Warren Ellis, so we can't talk too much about this one apparently it's it's not been announced in a huge amount of detail, but possibly in the future we can talk more through this one. But yeah, it's a Warren Ellis and, and Paul Duffield uh, comic and it is pretty damn cool. And it's also an interesting pick because I, when originally they said you guys were going to be doing these seven different, like uh, the first sort of batch of originals for Crunchyroll, I was not expecting to see a name like that pop up in the list. Is, <laughs> are, are you guys possibly looking, therefore, at maybe adapting other um, like Western comic books into anime in partnership with anime studios that's such an interesting idea <laughs> i think one of the cool things that crunchyroll has the opportunity to do is to take things that people really love within the worldwide audience and try and pair it with the great creators we know in japan mm-hmm. or the great creators we know in, in other places around the world and so certainly like you know i was able to visit our tokyo studio while they were working on um working on this title a little bit uh, <laughs> this title was, you can't tell me anything more about yes that very, one <laughs> I, I i i'm so sorry but it our our <laughs> 
I think there are just really cool opportunities. And like, you know, when it comes to Webtoon, you know, the Korean series or when it comes to Warren Ellis um, from the UK, like there are a lot of really, there's a lot of really incredible material out there. Yeah. And uh, are, you know, a lot of the folks we talk to in Japan, a lot of the creators, they love this stuff themselves. Mm. And so it's, it's, it feels like a match made in heaven. Um, whether or not it's something we continue doing, it's just a matter of like, how well does it work? And I think, you know, things are looking very good right now, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's just a, a lot of room. Yeah. It's just a really interesting um, idea yeah. to have that whole mix of, of things working together. And I hope something like, like Freak Angels, partly because I just happen to really like it, but also that it does really well and that that perhaps opens a little bit of a floodgate for other people, you know, who've got their comics um, released over in, in not just America, but just, you know, anywhere else might see that as an opportunity to, to work with you guys. Uh, we could see some really interesting things potentially being made in the future there that wouldn't necessarily be picked up by your big mainstream channels or Hollywood movies to, to make films out of those comics, but they would make wonderful animated series, uh, but they're not necessarily aimed at kids and going to get picked up by your, your general big American cartoon networks. This right. is then a, a really interesting opportunity for them to get created by you guys. And you're, they're then doing something that no one else is really doing um, on, on that kind of scale, um, rather than things just being the, the big licensed comic books getting, you know, much as I love watching them, getting endless ad animated adaptations. I think the idea of some of the lesser known ones, because obviously I've seen a title like Freak Angels, but someone sure. less massively into the comic book scene that might not be as a familiar a title compared to, you know, your, your obvious sort of Batmans and Supermans and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see to see how that goes and what what other companies you're, you're going to be working with in future. And I just love the idea of a, a bunch of comic books I read being turned into anime. <laughs> I'm, I am so glad that you are so excited about that idea. I certainly, you know, when it comes to anime production, it's been years that I've known about these things a lot of the time. And it's just, oh, my God, I cannot wait until people find out about this. And then, you know, and then, like, it's my job then to make sure people find out about that. And then that's kind of gratifying, too, of, like, I have all this pent-up excitement and, like, I, I'm exhilarated. And that, that, that lightning, it feels like lightning at my fingertips. And I'm just yeah. waiting, like, two years until it can hit the keyboard. Because you guys have been building up to this for a long time, as you say, working in, in smaller capacities on production since, is it like since like sort of 2015 you guys have been doing that roughly? Or have I got that date wrong? That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah 2014, 2015, around that time. Yeah. So this is yeah. this is kind of a, a, a natural evolution because I hadn't realised how involved you guys had been with feeding back information and with production of, of anime that was going on in, in Japan previously. So this isn't so much of a big, massive leap as a natural step forward in Crunchyroll's relationship with the production of anime, which is a cool thing to see. I'm also really intrigued by the, the, just the range of different things. Across these seven originals, they all look completely different. The, the basis for them is all completely different as well. How did you kind of narrow down Did you which things you were going to do? Did you specifically want to make a really broad range, each one being completely different? Was that kind of an intention for this first wave of originals? So I wasn't involved with that process personally, but certainly uh, there are a, there's a huge wave of or huge huge range of anime fans in general, right? Mm. So you know what one person like when it comes to something like anime, you would think, oh, everyone watches this, and then some people watch this, and then some people watch this, and it's not really like that because yeah. anime is a medium and not like a genre. 
It's not like everyone who likes sci-fi watches Star Trek. And I then say some that people all like... the time. Sorry. I always say anime is a medium, not a genre. I was saying that just the other day on a live stream. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're covering everyone's different interests now that we're not just limited to what was released on VHSs in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> when we did all have to watch the same thing. And certainly, yeah, there's 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 some loss to that. Like there's not as as much as I, I try, um, there is less of an identity of what is the central anime that everyone watches, mm. because maybe like 10 years ago, you could or 15 years ago, you could say, well, whatever was ta- on Toonami, probably like 80 to 90 percent of all anime fans in you know the United States or the United Kingdom would watch that series because it was hard to watch any anime. Otherwise, mm. you had to know a lot about computers. You need needed to like torrent or like find the right site. Like there, there were a lot of things you had to do a lot of steps to it and now that there's 10 times as many people on the internet anyway um so there's just more people who could have could do that even if they wanted to but really there's way easier ways to watch anime which people are choosing thank goodness because it's helped support the the industry that created it but um you just see a lot more divergence you see different pockets of anime fans mm. and so it wasn't like a process of again i wasn't personally involved with this process but it wasn't like we said, hey, let's make something for this pocket, something for this pocket, something for this pocket. A lot of it was the conversations I was hearing was we want to just make good things mm-hmm. and we want to have a good spread of different audiences represented. So it wasn't like there was an equation of like, hey, what are we doing for group B? It was more, this is a really cool title. Great. Yeah. It doesn't overlap too much with the other stuff we're doing. So we think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity to, you know, find something that any kind of anime fan would enjoy. Yeah, because it is just such a good broad range. Everything from superpowered high school battles through to things set in uh, the the Mesoamerican cultures and Aztecs, uh, freak angels, as uh, we have discussed. Uh, someone who's a former samurai and a yakuza bodyguard and an assassin. High school spice, which is just clearly all of the the sugar and sweetness combined together and then turned into pixels. It's it's a really good range of range of things. So these are all releasing over the next twelve months or so. You don't want to give them all away at once. You know? <laughs> Enjoy them. Have something new at all times. You know, it's 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 a good way to start things off. Yeah, you just got to you got to yeah. So it makes sense. It makes sense. I just want them all now. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm just greedy. I'm just greedy. <laughs> I've been from somebody who would wait months and months and months for the next VHS tape to be released. Now we have technology. Now I'm just like, I want all of the series all in one go. Apart from High Guardian Spice, which is the other one you're most looking forward to, to watching yourself? Uh, I actually, no bless. I do just, I really liked the OVA episode we, we had out a couple years ago. I love, I, I haven't actually read much of the, the Webtoon comic, but I do really enjoy uh, that fandom. They put up some pretty funny stuff and they're, uh, any good vampire story is, is good by me. Yeah, so. I, I can see. I can't disagree with that. That's a. That's yeah. I don't think many people could. Uh, so the plans for these, I'm assuming, if these are well received and uh, from the looks of the trailers and stuff you've got online, they they, they will be. Are you planning uh, on continuing these series as on and adding more things to the roster? I I would be surprised if we did not see all of the above. Uh, but certainly we'll have to see. Uh, I, I think that the outpouring of support for Tower of God already, you know, the first original in the, mm-hmm. in the bunch, is uh, really, really positive. It is it is really, people are really enjoying that title. Um, watching it every week, I know every Wednesday morning, I'm like, do I want to start work late today? And <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're probably starting work late to watch the productions that that your company (laughs) is involved in. That that's 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 ultimate level fan right there. So if anyone ever wanted a query of people that work at Crunchyroll into anime, I think you've just got your answer. (laughs) And if anything goes out late, you know the person to blame is just there because they're actually watching their their own anime. Well, I had to pull back on that. I used to be like, hey, the subtitles in this are wrong, and they're like. Miles, we already fixed it. You're watching the old version of it because you are on the like employee or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And the, the originals as well, they're coming out in multiple languages as well. Uh, yes. So um, whenever we can, we, we localize things into as many languages as possible. So typical things have eight, nine subtitle tracks on them, uh, whether it's Italian, Arabic, uh, German, Spanish, Portuguese. We, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of links covered. Maximum accessibility, which is awesome to see. I'm really, really excited to see all of these, uh, even if I do have to wait some time for the ones I particularly am looking forward to, because you guys are cruel, cruel and teasing me with the information of Freak <laughs> Angels. But nevertheless, the fact it is going to happen is absolutely amazing. So for anyone that isn't already part of the Crunchyroll community, uh, could you tell them a little bit about how they can they can join? Sure. I mean, if you're on Crunchyroll, just join us in the comment section, but definitely uh, download that for your phone or your PlayStation or your Xbox, however you like to watch anime. Um, Definitely follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, We'd love to spend time with you there. You get to find out things before anyone else does. Uh, We we break a lot of news stories. uh, And that's actually, without insider information, we just have a really good news team in Japan. (laughs) Um, And uh, look forward to sharing like behind the scenes footage and uh, Uh, interviews and all that good stuff with you on social media and on our news site. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Miles, for talking to me. It's been absolutely wonderful. Lovely to speak to another anime fan who's excited about these as I am and lovely to see the passion that you guys have. So thank you again and I'll put links below in the description and things for people who would like to look up the information and click the links to go find all these guys. And yeah, thank you again and hopefully speak to you again soon. It's been fun. Really appreciate it. Bye! Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.